Hey, what's hey, going on? What's going and on? Welcome to Ski Stuff. The all-encompassing podcast. Hello, what's going on? And welcome to the seventh installment of Ski Stuff, the all-encompassing ski podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about one part of skiing and one part only, and that is backcountry skiing. I find that a lot of people kind of get a bit confused to what backcountry skiing is, and that's what I'm going to be talking about today. I'm also going to be talking about some beginner tips, some safety tips, and I'll be bringing in an interview guest to help me talk about backcountry skiing. This interview guest is also going to be very experienced at backcountry skiing, so they'll know a lot more than I will. Just for reference, I am a beginner and I do not know much about it, so I will be doing my research online, but sometimes having an interview, interviewing in person is better. Another disclaimer is I will not be talking about split boards in this episode. It's a ski-based podcast, so I'll be talking about the skis. So for ski touring or backcountry skiing, theoretically any pair of skis could work. But the best ones are specifically called alpine touring skis and they're designed for being able to climb up hills, they're generally a lot lighter than other skis, and they're generally just made to make the whole experience a lot easier. The issue with these skis is they're generally quite a bit more expensive than the cheaper ones. Another thing you will need are skins. These not many people know about, but they're pre-cut sections of material that attach to the bottom of your skis that allow you to travel uphill without sliding back down. They're made out of something called mohair and it's a synthetic that allows you to grip to the snow. Another obvious thing you might need is bindings. You could buy the super light, super technology boosted bindings that need a special boot to fit in and these are really low profile, but generally really expensive bindings. Or you can buy, you know, similarly priced bindings that any old ski boot can go in, but it's a lot better and it works so much better with touring boots. That brings us on to our next topic, touring boots. Touring boots have a walk mode that allows the top of the boot to pivot freely so you can actually walk up and down the hill without too much, or sorry, walk up the hill without too much effort on your shins and on your calves. Be sure you know, if you're buying this gear, be sure that you know which boot goes with the binding you have purchased or vice versa, as most boots won't fit with most bindings when it comes to ski touring. You have to be careful when buying these things. Some other essentials you need are poles. And you don't want just any basic poles, you want some adjustable poles so that you can use them on the flats and then you can make them bigger and smaller depending on where you are and it makes it a lot easier to climb. A good thing to have is a good backpack. This can carry all your safety equipment and just other extra things that you might need. One extremely essential thing is um, avalanche beacons. Without an avalanche beacon, you can't properly find people in an avalanche say that they've been buried in. 
avalanche beacons allow people to zero in on your location and dig you out of the snow just fine. Another thing you'll need to dig people out and to test the snowpack is a shovel. And you're going to need a good one that can be taken apart so it can store in your backpack. You can also buy saws to test the snowpack or a probe which is a lightweight pole. These are not as necessary and a good shovel is what can make the difference. Other good things to have is an extra insulation layer, generally a bit expensive but it's a really good thing to have. Extra gloves, if your gloves get wet or if your hands get really cold, you can uh, just have an extra pair. And food, always bring food. No matter where you're going, if it's just a small one or a big one, you know, always bring food. And just the emergency essentials, knife, duct tape, multi-tool, headlamp, ski straps, and all that will help you survive if you ever get lost in the backcountry. Also bring some water bottles and just a lot of other stuff so you can feel safe and prepared when you're in the backcountry. Now please welcome our interview guest, UC Alcala, my dad, who has a lot of backcountry experience, to talk about what to bring or what to do in the backcountry and how to have fun, but be safe when you're there. Can I just ask you to state your name and what you do? Sure, my name is UC Yakala and I work for an engineering company. Thank you. And I understand you've been backcountry skiing slash touring skiing for a while. How long, about roughly how many years have you been doing it? I've started about 25 years ago. Jeez, that's a lot of experience then. Um, so what do you think the most important extra thing to bring to the backcountry is besides skis, binding skins, and your skier? Really good decision making. Hmm. That's probably smart to bring. Alright, so I'm going to ask you what safety gear do you think is essential for the backcountry and just maybe like one or two sentences on why. Sure. So every time I go out, I'm prepared to basically spend the night. Just And so just knowing that sometimes if something goes wrong, it might take a while to get rescued. So I'll bring a space blanket, I'll bring extra food, water, extra layers of clothes and a small first aid kit and communication if uh, if that's possible yeah it's probably all good things to have I also mentioned uh, if you're doing a real backcountry trip into uh, alpine levels of skiing and way in the backcountry you should also bring airbags and homing beacons is that correct correct yeah so you need everyone needs to have a transceiver a probe, a shovel, and ideally uh, inflatable airbags if uh, if you have one. And sorry, can I just ask what uh, backcountry bindings do you uh, use? Do you use the smaller, slimmer ones, or do you use the bigger ones? Yeah, I use what's called the tech bindings. So they're the small pin bindings. They're very basic, but they're less than half the weight of the the more bulky ones. Yeah, thank you. And so that's pretty much all we need for today, actually. Um, and just one more question. Is it more fun to ski alone on a powder day or with friends? Always with friends, but as, as long as you're in front. <laughs> all right, thank you. 
Thank you so much for listening to the eighth episode of Ski Stuff. Come back soon for the ninth episode. If you could please subscribe, that'd be a huge help, and it's free. Just one click or tap makes a difference. Now, the big thank you to UC Alcliffe for coming on the show. And again, thank you for listening. See you next time. Keep dreaming about skiing, and peace out.